Okay. And... And yeah, oh, there he is. Boy. And yes. you got it back on. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Perfect. We've been waiting for this. Everything is as it should be. <laughs> um, yeah, fits perfectly. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love this. Oh, he's got the thing. He's gonna. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yes. And he oh. got. <laughs> and he's got both. <laughs> Oh, that was awesome. so great. Oh, he's back. He oh, is man. back. Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is our reaction to The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 6, Chapter 14, The Tragedy. But can we really call it a tragedy if Boba Fett is reunited with his armor and finally lives up to his badass reputation in live action? Uh, yeah, yeah, the Razor Crest is destroyed. Grogu is kidnapped. We are very scared. But hey, straight to Tython, we get Slave 1. Some details about Django, Dark Troopers, the Dark Saber, Bill Burr. There is no filler. No. Thanks, Robert Rodriguez. This is Wookie Leaks, our Mandalorian after show. I'm Eric Voss here with Tommy Bechtold. Hey, buddy. Hey, good to be here. What uh, what an episode. No filler is almost selling it short. Every element of that episode was uh, was all meat. All sweet, was, sweet baby Yoda yeah. meat. A lot of meat on that bone. A yeah. lot of meat on that bone. I, I took an improv workshop one time where the exercise was like, try to uh, uh, figure out whether a detail has some uh, something worth exploring, whether you yeah. follow that through line in the in the scene. Mm -hmm. And the, the coach kept saying like, how much meat on that bone? All right, pause, pause, pause. How much meat on that bone? And everyone on the team is like, what the what hell the is hell? he talking about? What is <laughs> he meat on that bone? Yeah. I love that. It's like uh, those, uh, what were the, the crate dragon filet mini that they left with. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> there Which was a lot of crate dragon meat today. A lot of oh, meat. Man. And that crate dragon uh, filet is what this episode was. Absolutely. Boy, oh boy. So much stuff. Uh, and mm. as you can tell, I'm back in the blue dungeon. Welcome back. Over. Good to see you mm. back. But I'm back I, in I, my mom's room. So uh, <laughs> we're both more productive in our home. Only for a few more weeks, though. Very excited to Just debut my uh, LA studio in uh, January. So. Oh, yes. you guys yeah. got to stick around to oh, see yes. what Tommy's come up with. Barring me uh, not being terminated for any Christmas content that I put out. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, also, before we begin, a reminder that you can get your limited edition This Is The Way shirt exclusive from New Rockstar's official merch store, newrockstarsmerch.com. We might still have a few more red and white varieties, but after the last of them are gone, back in the vault they go. But if you mm -hmm. miss it, don't worry. There are also a bunch of new designs. We got some Easter egg uh, shirts. They're filled with like hidden references to find. We got a boom, you're looking for this shirt. And we just released an amazing new Grogu mugshot shirt. Uh, it's amazing <laughs> how fast we got this out there. And I love so this shirt. Cute. Definitely get your hands on that. And oh, and uh, as always, when you buy this This Is The Way shirt for just a few bucks more, you can also write in a custom shout out or a hot take, a theory or question, something that's going to appear beneath us in these WikiLeaks episode. Um, and you can actually see a couple. Uh, let's see. Christina Guccione says, happy birthday, Mitch. I love you so much. I'll never get tired of watching this channel with you. Oh, well, she's a keeper, birthday, Mitch. Mitch. <laughs> she's a she keeper. might be your mom. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. We never mind, Mitch. Either way, <laughs> she's still a keeper. Still, a she's keeper. your mom keeper as well. She's a wonderful yes. mother. Uh, also, Annette Hernandez says, "Colby, if you see this, I'll send you fifty dollars." Whoa! So hopefully you see this, Colby. And Colby, you'll get if you $50. see this, you owe, you owe Eric and I five dollars each as a commission. Yes. So yeah, just, yeah, uh, just <laughs> as a heads up. <laughs> yeah, just a finder's fee. Uh, so we appreciate that. Uh, all right, Tommy. There's 
a lot that happened in this episode. Why don't you break it down for us? Oh, boy. Yes. A lot that happened in this episode, but as we said, all filler. So the Mandalorian arrives with Grogu on Tython immediately. Immediately. We're off and banging. Yeah. He finds the ancient temple on top of a mountain. Not really hidden. I wouldn't say particularly yeah. hidden. It's the highest point on the planet, ostensibly. Yeah, and a planet that looks a lot like Southern California. Yeah, like, it looks it like, a little oh, bit. Hey, I was going to say, it's definitely Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised there wasn't a mysterious monolith popping up. But uh, no, yeah. So so Mando does uh, exactly what we'd expect him to do. He puts Grogu right on the rock in the center so that Grogu can choose his path. But, of course, because Grogu is a 50-year-old toddler, he uh, misbehaves, doesn't really do what he's supposed to do, which is frustrating. Then, finally... He starts meditating and a protective force field appears yeah. around him just in time for Boba Fett to arrive with mercenary Whoa. Fennec Shand complete with a robo abdomen, uh, like a steampunk <laughs> yeah. stomach, I would say, which that's like when when Tommy and I start working out together, that's the kind of abs I want. Just that's like right. a machine that does it for me. <laughs> Absolutely. I want a steampunk stomach by March at the latest. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we had theorized a lot about what was going to happen. So. So uh, we actually see that Boba Fett is pursuing them to get his armor back, his Mandalorian armor yeah. back. Mando is immediately like, no, uh, you're not a Mandalorian. And then they they make a deal that Boba Fett and, and Fennec Shand will help him protect Grogu as long as he returns the armor. Just as two shuttles arrive, uh, chock full of stormtroopers who cannot aim. So traditional <laughs> stormtroopers, as we know, based on the fact that they can shoot uh, anyone wearing Beskar. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I do <laughs> love that one called the other an idiot. I on the bar. Sir, there's too much fire. Them, you idiot. Yes. <laughs> to hear stormtroopers yeah. each other idiots is super the, fun. That was wonderful. Uh, the two shuttles arrive and the stormtroopers just kind of, they filter out, they get gunned down. We get Boba Fett returning. He goes he goes to steal his armor back. And boy, could I relate to this moment. Like anyone who's ever tried to put something on that's like fit them 20 years ago, uh, felt for Boba Fett when he walked in and was like, I now wear a black turtleneck under my armor to cover up where the armor doesn't completely connect. <laughs> it's like when I try on my old like football jerseys from high school or like when I wear my like my, my jackets that I had when I was in high school. It, it, it's it's very nostalgic, but ultimately not very functional for comfort. No. Uh, yeah. For when I uh, did the Infinity Fan show that you were part of, I got this like form fitting Spider-Man unitard yes. and I, it was right after I went through a period of uh, starting to lose a lot of weight so it just fit me okay right and then like just six months later we did a breakdown of uh of endgame on the channel and then i had to put back on that spider-man costume for a bit at the end yeah. and it did not fit the same <laughs> i i tell you that's the story of my life my weight has fluctuated so much over my adult uh -huh. life that like things that fit me even like a year ago like you said will be like you know a baby doll t-shirt on me the next day yeah. so anyway back to yeah. uh back to a f fun fantasy world where no no one cares about your weight or counting calories. Uh, yeah. Or running from boulders that are rolling directly yeah. towards you. Little Indiana Jones vibe. So we get, right, uh, yeah. so so the agreement's intact. Fett, Shand, and the Mandalorian, they join forces. They ba they battle off the advancing stormtroopers. They kill most of them, uh, or at least bludgeon them and cause permanent brain damage with that uh, sand person staff that... Uh, yeah, the gaffy stick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shattering helmets. There you go. That's the correct name. Thank you for identifying the correct name of the uh, armor so that... That 
I or, or weapon so that I don't have oh, to. I get... probably said it wrong. Don't worry. <laughs> it's not. It's a it's a Vesuvian war staff. <laughs> Moff Gideon <laughs> destroys the Mandalorian ship, raises a crest from orbit, the devastating moment, and uh, and a moment that debunked a lot of those fan theories that Han Solo walked by the Razor Crest. Uh, yep. In uh, in uh, what was it? Force Awakens. So uh, or, good... or Rise of Skywalker. Or, or was I that Rise of Skywalker? Was one of those people. Oh, yeah. I uh, yeah. I. Uh, was hoping that that was not the case, but unfortunately, it is. The Razor Crest is smithereens. So, uh, or at least that Razor Crest. Maybe there's a new mm-hmm. one coming along. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gideon sends four robotic dark troopers to fly down. They looked so much more human in the last episode that we saw them. Then yeah. they t- they totally looked like uh, Iron Giants to me in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So they go down and capture the child, and then the light cruiser retreats into hyperspace. Fett and Shan say that their agreement is that they uh, they need to help them to help Mando save the child because that was the deal armor for protecting the kid and the kid is now in danger mando seeks out now marshal cara dune uh and her help breaking out the criminal mayfield my boy bill <laughs> burr in order to rescue grogu impressed by grogu's force powers moff gideon informs dr pershing the midichlorian donor is available what a creepy scene that was yeah, when he like so when he pulled taunting. out the dark saber and was like yeah. you like it no touching you like it Anyway, that's well, what he happened. was right not to touch it, but yeah. yeah, I think it was just the idea of a lightsaber. Uh, and man, that dark saber was cool. It's cool to see an indoor light. You know, the way it uh, retracted was yes. interesting. It yeah. didn't have that that same like mm-hmm. suck sound. It was just kind of like a yeah. <laughs> so it went back in. Very uh, elegant. I loved it. Uh, and I don't know about you, Tommy, but when he pulled out, I guess the Beskar. Uh, spear from the wreckage of the razor crest makes sense yeah. when he found that little ball knob i was like yeah really that that yeah. survived intact i don't yeah. really see a lot of other fuselage in here no. but that thing there's something about that i i feel like someone theorized that that little thing was the tracking yeah thing, which yeah, doesn't maybe. which i guess wouldn't have made sense because it was from season one but maybe they replaced yeah. it if it's a if it's a replaceable part i thought that was that would have been a brilliant theory but yeah that uh, would have been interesting when uh baby yoda when grogu was playing with it it had a uh like a blue part of it and yeah. i can't remember if the blue part of it was there in season one i'd have to go back and i can't either and i down. won't go back i never look back eric only forward <laughs> always onward <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I got to hand it. Robert Rodriguez, such a great action director, and and he really kept the pacing going on this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the tension as uh, Din Djarin was racing back up the hill to get mm-hmm. to the sleeping child, you know, yep. as we know these these dark troopers were coming down. Mm-hmm. Such great, like, cutting back and forth. Uh, like, stormtrooper shootouts were really fun. I love how there's, like, a second wave of stormtroopers just when you feel like you're okay. There's, like, another wave and just, like, you know, in the series, they always keep coming. You mm-hmm. never completely run out. Uh, so, yeah, this is great and a heartbreaking, tragic episode in a lot of ways, but mm-hmm. uh, as we move on to what the deeper meaning of this episode was, I think you know there's some confusion over what that tragedy exactly was like mm-hmm. obviously we all felt this pang of dread at the beginning of the episode where it's like right. the tragedy right <laughs> we're like oh shit what's oh, it gonna God. be um and yeah we are very much at a rock bottom you know grogu is finally in the hands of moff gideon um mm-hmm. and that was not the case before he's been in the hands of dr pershing and the client but not gideon mando's longtime ship the razor crest is gone honestly I don't know about you, Tommy. That loss hurt a lot more for me. It, it was kind of shocking. Weirdly understated. Yeah. 
It was it was a it was a shocking kind of like first of all destruction of a lot of fan theories, which is always an interesting. You know, when we when we do this for work, it makes me look at episodes differently than I would. Like I'm like, uh, oh man, so many people have put so much emphasis on what the Razor Crest is and what it will mean going forward, and now it's just gone. Uh, now it's yeah. just exploded. When you name a ship like that and you spend a lot of time on it and you mm-hmm. build these attachments to it. Now, granted, this is not the Millennium Falcon getting destroyed. No, but it, and I would this... say this isn't even the DeLorean getting destroyed in Back to the Future Part right. 3. But it's almost like if, you know, if you're watching Rebels for four seasons and then the ghost gets blown up. Right. You know, but that, I, and, and, and I would say that. Yeah, and and I and I would say that uh, much like the Millennium Falcon, a lot of the like relationship development between Mando and the child happened in the cockpit of the Razor Crest. You know, yeah, a lot of like Mando being a little more vulnerable than we ever see him in like those private moments with just him and the child, where where he's trying uh-huh. to like teach him or discipline him even or you know like yeah. whatever it's like a lot of those yeah. cute cute kind of father son moments happened there if these uh if these dirty hull walls could talk you could argue that uh this season has kind of been setting us up for that you know they yeah. have taken the razor crest through everything they submerged yes. it in water they patched it together with mon calamari netting they mm. <laughs> they had ice right. spiders tear it to pieces right. like the thing has been in rough shape mm-hmm. however i would argue that's like you know slowly watching uh your dog start to get sick and mm. it isn't able to hold itself up anymore that makes it sadder in a yeah. way that yeah. you foreshadowed it like that uh but yeah this had me wondering what the real tragedy of the episode was was it grogu was it the razor crest getting destroyed why call it the tragedy because yeah uh grogu does get in the hands but obviously it feels like a false defeat right this mm-hmm. He's going to be rescued in some way or it's going to be twisted in some way to where maybe he stays in the hands of the Empire, but not in the way that we see it now. Uh, So to call it a tragedy feels weirdly final. Um, But, you know, I think the reason why I'm feeling that kind of like uh, mystery is I really wish we could have seen Pedro Pascal's face for this episode. Uh, because I think had we seen the look of despair on his face, it would have helped uh, us gauge how we should feel the, the emotional beats of this episode. And there was a moment, if you look at the concept art in the episode at the very end during the credits, you can see that moment where Grogu is being flown up to the cruiser with the dark troopers and the art depicted him being uh, panicked mm-hmm. and sobbing. Mm-hmm. And we don't really get that moment, that shot this episode. It's just you see him through Mando's visor mm-hmm. and it's just happening too fast and you don't see how scared that kid is Mm -hmm. uh but then i realized the true tragedy the most human scene i think comes at the very beginning before all the action overwhelms us Mm -hmm. it's some of the most characterization we get of din jarn when it comes to his relationship with the child there's just this little moment he is playfully repeating his name just to get him to look up at him again grogu and he like loves having a name for this kid yeah. uh, to be able to call him something to connect with him um, and then he tests his force pull abilities and then when he does it he swears he goes dank Farrick he swears in astonishment mm-hmm. uh, and he scares the kid for a bit and he has to be like no 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 it's a good thing what I'm right. doing but 
he feels kind of sad because he's explaining to this kid what a lot of parents feel, this profound and very complicated emotion uh, that, uh, you know, a lot of parents go through. It's that feeling of falling short of the needs of the child, of the mm. kid, th- that you're no longer capable of being a true mentor or father figure. That mm. The kid has kind of outgrown you. And that's mm. kind of a tragic feeling in a way. Sure. Uh, and Mando has already, of course, declared that he's just trying to transport this child to the Jedi that that the kid would be better off with. But in this episode, we see him truly surrender to that fact that he can't really protect this child. Like, he knows Grogu's too powerful, too, you know, connected to these other big, powerful things in the universe. And there's these moments, we see it three times, he cannot break through that Jedi barrier to try to protect the kid. Mm. You could argue that that barrier even kept that kid more protected than Mando could have. Mm. Because it was a force field that, you know, nobody could penetrate. If if that force field stayed up for the whole battle, we'd probably the kid at least would have been okay. It almost felt like a um, a soccer dad who's trying to take his kid out of the game, but like the referees blocking him on the line for the field, like no sir, you're you got to stay in the bleachers. Right. He's like I'm, I need to get my little boy out of there. Right. He's getting killed in there. He's like your boy's fine, and then the dad goes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then leaves, uh, and then robots come down and take the kid and beam him yeah. up to. Uh, yeah, as most child sporting events go. Yeah. yeah. So I I think that, uh, and then the fact that like for a lot of the battle, Mando was concussed. He was knocked on the ground from mm-hmm. this from whatever this energy field was, uh, and that tells us that like it's not going to help him to try to physically protect this kid and i think we might look back on this episode and realize this was a moment they became uh partners true partners Mm. it's not just a a protector uh and protectee it's two people who are evenly matched in different ways and it's a jedi and it's a mandalorian and Mm. uh, two historically sparring forces are able to uh check and balance each other in cool ways going forward here's my question to you tommy are we? Is the tragedy we're really seeing here uh, the coming death of Din Djarin, the Mandalorian? Uh, are we seeing uh, Pedro Pascal's character being phased out? Oh, and then Boba Fett or one of these other characters is going to take over as the lead of the wow. show. Interesting. Tano, oh maybe. wow! Yeah, I mean, I think I wonder. That would be crazy, right? Like that would that would yeah, be, that, be pretty ballsy. That would be pretty amazing. Not like unprecedented with these massive shows, though. You know, there are like usually one season, but so two seasons would be even more of a long con, or not long con, but slow play of like ultimately this is not a show about the Mandalorian, uh, a different Mandalorian. But uh, I don't, I don't know because I, I, I wonder. I feel like Ahsoka Tano is primed to get her own live action Disney Plus show, right? Isn't that like kind of, doesn't that seem more... That, or that, she's being primed to take over this show. Right. I mean, maybe Tommy, she's being set up as her own uh, spinoff, mm. but she could be set up and then I could imagine the show doing a thing where uh, Baby Yoda, where Grogu is the Mandalorian of the show going forward. Ah. The thing is, I have to go back and look at everything Pedro Pascal has said. There were some uh, like debunked rumors that he was fired from the show yeah. halfway through the season. I think he has said certain stuff about uh, season three, but most of the season three stuff I've heard has been coming from Filoni and Favreau, of course, mm. uh, and it's come from Moff Gideon. Mm. Uh, I don't think he'll be thwarted at the end of the season. He's no. coming back in season three. 
I don't know. I could see that, especially since Pedro Pascal, his face is not on the show. That's a that's a big deal. I, right. I think he he might be able to part ways with it. He's he got other t- stuff yeah. in his career that he can move on to for sure. And I mean, and and what a I mean, what a crazy moment that would be is if he dies in the season finale, and then season three we're we're kind of figuring out who the new man quote unquote Mandalorian is going to be. Is right. it you know we've met. Three other Is it Bo-Katan? Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say we met Bo-Katan and and then the other and, uh, Sasha Banks's character whose name escapes me right now. Costco Reeves. Costco um, Reeves. Costco Reeves. Costco. <laughs> That's where Keanu does a shopping at Costco. That's right. I'm Costco Reeves. I don't wait in lines. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he tries to reach a box off the top shelf. He pulls out his gun and just lays on his back and goes, ah! <laughs> um, and then, of course, there's also Sabine Wren, who's somewhere out there. Oh, he, right. She is a Mandalorian as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's there are ways. Yeah. Um, the, tr- the ultimate tragedy, the reason we're seeing the Razor Crest get destroyed is we're ultimately seeing the death of that Mandalorian in mm. season three. We'll say, pass the torch on to a new Mandalorian. Mm, um, yes. We're going to talk more about like some of the deeper questions we had coming out of this episode. Before we do, we want to thank our friends at Manscaped for helping us sponsor it. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, men actually shaved their balls with the same razor as their face. Eww. Well, Just as the razor crest gets destroyed, you need to part ways with that kind of razor and embrace the razors from Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming Manscaped is here to stop you from looking like Chewbacca down there. Now, for all we know, Mando could be a never nude, but I would imagine that a cool customer like Din Djarin would want to be nice and clean downstairs. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Inside the Perfect Package, you will find their electric trimmer, the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks. This is the droid you're looking for. It also includes the Crop Preserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, the Crop Reviver toner spray, and anti-chafing performance boxer briefs and a very sharp black color that is downright imperial. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com slash Mandalorian. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com slash Mandalorian. May the force be with your balls. And also with yours. Okay, Tommy, let's talk about some of the questions we had. First off, what do we think Grogu saw on that seeing stone? Mm, Yeah, he was there for a long time. So, yeah. I I mean, the, w- w- the language we got from Ahsoka Tano was he could reach out, right? He could reach out and right. maybe another Jedi would sense him. Mm-hmm. So, so, I think maybe he was just casting a wide force net into the uh, galaxy <laughs> to try and get... Uh, there aren't many Jedis left, we know. So, it, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, You know, part of me wants to see Luke Skywalker. I've seen some really, really... F- like, fans have been pitching the theory of Sebastian Stan, who really kind of looks like a young Mark Hamill. Uh, a little bit, yeah. A little bit. Enough, I think, that you could totally get away with it. I would. I don't know. Like, that could be interesting. A de-aged Mark Hamill might be too... We, we could be venturing into uh, the Irishman territory with that, so uh-huh. I almost wouldn't mind a recasting of a younger Luke Skywalker, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I, I Well, who are the Jedi who are still out there? Yeah, uh, Luke Skywalker's out there. Mm-hmm. Leia Organa is out there obviously they're not going to bring back any kind of Carrie Fisher I would say Um, uh, Cal Kestis from Jedi Fallen Order is out there and And Cameron uh, Monaghan could totally yeah come in and play your buddy uh, Tom Michelson on Rogue Theory last week pitched an awesome theory for what that would look like so I I would love to see that Um, Mm. I think 
if we were to see, uh, with the exception of Cal Kestis, that would be a big move to make him just kind of a recurring character on this show or to mm-hmm. make him a live action character in this universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't normally do that when it comes to characters just from the games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they'll do details. They'll do like droids. They'll do ships, weapons mm-hmm. from the games. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's rare to see uh, like a, a human figure from the games. Yes. Um, I think whoever they get, uh, if it's going to be like a short rescue. I think this is going to play into how Grogu is able to get away from Moff Gideon. Mm. Um, to have just a figure, a hooded figure, and we hear the voice of Mark Hamill mm-hmm. uh, could be one thing. Um, but yeah, I think this is setting up the events of the finale. I think we're going to bring in some Jedi figure. He could have reached out to Ahsoka Tano in that mm. moment. I hope that Ahsoka is not just going to be limited to chapter 13 of, mm. of this of the season. She's yeah. got to come back in some way. I, She's such I a agree. huge character. I wonder yeah. if the other Jedi that Grogu reaches out to will call on Ahsoka Tano. You know what I mean? Like say like, I can't do this alone. I need your help. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it will, maybe it'll be one of those things, kind of the, the, uh, the physical embodiment of all of the force ghosts reaching out to Ray at the end of rise of Skywalker. Uh, uh-huh. maybe, uh-huh. maybe it'll be uh, an actual, like maybe we'll get like three of them. Maybe it'll be like yeah. all in cloaks. Maybe just their lightsabers will be what we uh-huh. see or something. Yeah, uh, it would that- be exciting to have like a moment like uh, in Attack of the Clones. So you just see all these lightsabers igniting around them in the fighting right. pit. You know, right. that was such a cool moment to because Jedi had always been kind of a solitary uh, force. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in the original trilogy, they were all but extinct. Mm-hmm. And in the prequels, the exciting thing was we're seeing a lot of Jedi. And then they just kind of delivered us that moment mm-hmm. in Attack of the Clones. Where it's like ooh, dozens of Jedi. This is awesome. Right. So, right, right. Yeah. Uh, it would be cool to have a moment like that, to have yes. multiple Jedi, whoever are left, uh, or just some unknowns, you know? Like, yeah. this is an opportunity to introduce a new character that uh, this could have been the character who helped him survive uh, Escape Order 66. Mm-hmm. Introduce a new wrinkle to it. It doesn't have to be someone we know. Um, for, for sure. Yeah. So, so, all right. What do we think? Why is Boba's explanation of his father Jango's history so important? Yeah, so this is a big deal. We uh, had suspected that Jango Fett might not be uh, an actual Mandalorian, that he could have been another, you know, appropriator of that armor, uh, just because some leaders of Mandalore considered him an imposter. They considered him a thief of that uh, whole identity. But now, um, you could just say this is what Django told Boba, and these are just the stories a kid is saying about his dad. Mm. But it seemed like this was like a definitive moment. Right. And it was cool to see that. It was cool to see some clarification that Django Fett was a, a Mandalorian foundling. Mm. So just kind of settling the debate on that. Uh, and it, it makes the story of Boba Fett and the story of Mandalorian one and the same. Both were foundlings. Both of them are owners, rightful owners of this kind of armor. All right, so why does Mando need Mayfeld, Bill Burr's character, to rescue Grogu? Shouldn't he just ask Ahsoka to help? Well, he absolutely should ask Ahsoka to help. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We got to go back to Ahsoka Tano. Please don't let this be mm-hmm. all we see of her in this season. She would be extremely useful yeah. in in, uh, in getting there. Now, I, I'm worried that we're not going to see her just because I think they set up the whole Beskar spear to see Mando fight. Uh, Moff Gideon with the dark saber, so that you have two characters who are not force sensitive using mm. these weapons that are evenly matched. 
I, I'd be more excited to see Mando and Moff Gideon fight. Um, but I want her to come back. I think she would be useful. When it comes to Bill Burr's character, uh, he was like specifically an expert at breaking into uh, impossible to break in facilities. He mm-hmm. is like the guy. I do love this idea that we kind of break him out before we can break Grogu out. It does feel like act one of a Fast and Furious movie. And I think that in, I think that, you know, it's talk about fan service. People just want that Bill Burr character back for another episode. Episode. so it's like yeah. where does that fit in oh perfect okay so so important to both of us i think with the razor crest destroyed how is mando gonna travel now yeah i know that's that is kind of uh worrisome because i don't think he's just gonna take over slave one i no. think that would be too confusing for a lot of fans that is boba fett ship it mm-hmm. should always stay boba fett ship um I don't think he's going to join forces with Boba Fett on the show. I think Boba Fett's arc is going to be these next couple episodes. And then maybe he comes back every now and then after that. Because Mm -hmm. I think just for casual fans, I don't think Favreau and Filoni are going to be like, oh, we'll have two characters who both have the same kind of armor. And they're just flying on a ship together. The green one is is Boba Fett, though. (laughs) Yeah, so he's going to have to get a new ship. Uh, It could be some other new badass ship um, that we just immediately appreciate more. He could kind of rebuild the Razor Crest. I think with the Razor Crest destroyed, this is, you know, again, more evidence that we might, 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 might see the death of Din Djarin Ooh. this season because that it, it poses an interesting transition, right? Yeah. Um, My God. This, I mean, the buzz on season three would be crazy if they did that. And then sticking with this question, Tommy, mm. uh, we have, in addition to these characters, we're not sure whether they're coming back in season three, Boba Fett, Ahsoka Tano, Bo-Katan Kreese, Thrawn, are these characters only going to appear in season two? Which of them do you think could join the main cast in season three? If uh, any? I mean, I think Thrawn for sure. Uh, yeah. Because I, I don't know that we're going to even see him. Maybe at the end of this. What are we got? Two episodes left for this season? Yeah. Two, uh, yeah. I could see maybe what, at the end of the finale, like the cut or the, the post credit scene being the intro, the visual introduction of Thrawn. Uh, I think he's going to be a huge part of season three. Uh, and I also think, I, I mean, I think all of them are going to be back for season three. You know, I, I would be shocked if we didn't see any of them. The people I think, I think Bo-Katan and Thrawn are certainly going to be bigger parts of season three than they were for season two, in my mind. Yeah, I think the way Filoni is doing this, similar to how he did it on Rebels and Clone Wars, where like uh, characters aren't in every single episode. They mm-hmm. come and they go and then mm-hmm. they're revisited. It's He believes in a Star Wars universe where you can just kind of bounce around to different planets. Yeah. And it's not and it makes necessarily it feel more linear. Like, it's, yeah. It makes it feel more like a movie than a TV show when it's like right. you go away for 45 minutes or so from these characters and then they'll come back and then they, uh, right. it feels like a long the pacing of it is more cinematic than than uh, tele- telematic yeah um, so they all still exist in this world unless they die so mm-hmm. um, I have a feeling that um that Boba Fett might be a short-term thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Ahsoka and Thrawn are obviously coming back either on this show or their own spinoff mm-hmm. miniseries or something like that. Uh, I do think Bo-Katan uh, is coming back on the show. I think yes. the fact that she is a Mandalorian, that is kind of the theme of the show. I think I think she's coming back. I think uh, she has three. to. I think I mean they have a common enemy in Moff Gideon and she represents more of uh, some more answers for, yeah, for we, 
Yeah. She's on her own arc to retake Mandalore, and we're going to see that at some point on the show. Okay, um, well, now here's another segment of Mandos and Mandolts. It's our corrections corner where we quickly recap the theories, predictions for past weeks we got right, others we got wrong. Uh, Starting with a Mando-do. Yes, good. We uh, did predict, as did many, a lot of people uh, thought this was going to be the case. Boba Fett was the one who rescued Fennec Shand at the end of Chapter 5. I could see her betraying Boba Fett and uh, and 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 uh, Jinjarin. Yeah, right now she seems like uh, she's just kind of grateful to Boba Fett in the way that like Jar Jar was grateful to Qui Gon for saving him. Like I'm in your service now, but she is her own badass bounty hunter. She Mm. might not necessarily think this whole rescue mission is worth it. Right. I I I don't think it would be like treachery. It would be more self saving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, okay, so a man don't, uh, uh-oh, we suggested Boba Fett must not care about his getting his armor back <laughs> yeah. since he was in the same vicinity as Cobb Vanth for years and years and yeah. didn't bother trying to get it before, but obviously he did want it back. All it took was for someone else to try to <laughs> run away with it, someone more deadlier at protecting it than Cobb Vanth was, right. to fly away to another planet and then to chase him down to that other planet and then get it back. Yeah. I want to know where he parked the Slave One because that had yeah. to have been a pretty massive bill when he was yeah. like, I haven't used this in several, several decades. So I, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to pay for parking and get it out. So what is it? Uh, $30 I still have so many questions about about Boba Fett. How did he get out of the Sarlacc? Yeah, right. What has he been doing? Has Was he the one hanging out with Tusken Raiders at the beginning? Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to get answers to that to those questions yeah. because I don't know if his whole backstory was that thought out clearly. Mm. If he was okay with Cobb Vanth having his armor right. for years. Cobb Vanth is an idiot. That guy was a... He stumbled across it, right. you know, tired thanks to having some money to trade with Jawas. He barely was protecting that town on Tatooine. Boba Fett could have gone in here and there and wrecked him at any point. And he mm. must have known where it was if he knew to watch Mando fly away, unless he had no idea that town was there. The crate dragon kerfuffle is what got his attention. And mm. then he's like, oh, shit, that's my armor. All right, I'm going to follow it now. Like, it, it's, it poses a lot of questions. Yes. But something we can uh, take credit for, we did correctly identify Moff Gideon's troopers as dark troopers. Those are, you know, heavily armored attack droids. Mm. They were not like force sensitive uh, uh, human troopers mm. who might um, want Baby Yoda blood to wield lightsabers. Uh, that, yes. That's not what it was. They were just these awesome, awesome droids, mm. like Iron Giants, as yes. Tommy said, but not not caring for children. But not with Vin Diesel's voice. I did wonder why did they send in human stormtroopers in there and not just send in a couple dark troopers into mm. Grogu's chamber when he was wrecking it. I think it was just yeah. for the gag of seeing these things get ragdolled around the room. Yes, absolutely. It's like there was some scene off scene where the dark troopers are like, here is a child. You <laughs> take custody of him now. And they're like, OK, right. we got it. Thanks, guys. And yeah. then they got choked. I think it's the same the same infinite like the same impulse that had Moff Gideon sent to kind of barges full of uh, of stormtroopers to just basically get picked off by as a diversion. Like it just shows more of Moff Gideon's like zero regard for life. Right. Like he's like, send these troopers in to guard the child, knowing full well that they're going to get absolutely destroyed by him. (laughs) Like maybe it was a test. Yeah. Maybe it was like, I just want to make sure he is force sensitive. There was like a little twinge in the uh, when, when, um, when, when, when Grogu was, 
uh, force using his force powers on the troopers. The music kind of almost went into Anakin Skywalker's theme from the prequels whenever he would do something that hinted towards a turn to Vader. Like, yeah, there was like a little. I th- I'm sure it was just me listening for it, but I almost no, thought it was probably maybe, there. I almost thought for, for a second that like, it was like Moff Gideon seeing like, is this perhaps a compromisable force sense yeah. force user? Like, is this someone that we could get to go to the dark side or? Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know, but. Um, uh, but one last uh, thing I want to uh, own up for, obviously, with the Razor Crest destroyed, uh, the videos I made about the Rise of Skywalker, where I suggested it kind of looks like the Razor Crest among the Resistance fleet, either parked on the planet or in the big shot of all the ships together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nope, <laughs> that's not the case now. If the Razor Crest went boom boom, right. although so, it is kind of like it, I have seen movies before where like the big thing at the end is that they fix the car, <laughs> you know, that gets oh, destroyed. Right, yeah. So there. I wonder if there's a moment where like Boba Fett's parting gift to Mando is like, and here's the Razor Crest completely rebuilt that I somehow had the blueprints for. Uh, yeah, well, that would be nuts. Yeah, yeah. or it could have just been a thing like the artists from these movies just like drag and drop. Like I think they, yeah. some people say in the background they put one of the Trade Federation battleships yeah. in yeah, the yeah, background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those wouldn't be around. No. So um, yeah, maybe it was that, or yeah. maybe it just wasn't there. But uh, one last reminder that you can get our uh, New Rock Stars merch at NewRockStarsMerch.com. We got a bunch of great options there. But that is it for this episode of Wookie Leaks. Uh, I will be going through this episode frame by frame in tomorrow's video. Some of you will never understand that because some of you only look at episode length and the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Click on it, see it's me and Tommy, and are immediately confused. And don't wait for an explanation. You just start commenting. Uh, subscribe to New Rock Stars on YouTube, though. Also, subscribe to the Wookie Leaks podcast feed wherever you get your podcast to get audio versions of the show. I'll be back tomorrow with the Easter egg breakdown. We're going to leave you with our favorite Grogu moment of the episode. Aww.